forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. Now, on with the show. Hi, you fuck, you stupid little fuck, you dirty little fuck, you nasty little fuck, you stupid little fuck. I hope you're staying inside. And I swear to God, wear a mask. It's not a political statement. Just put a fucking mask on, you fucking moron. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. Wow, you're energized this morning, diva. I woke up angry. <laughs> And, and explain to me how that's different from the other the other ways in which you wake up. Because normally I wake up and I actually wake up and I'm it's the calmest part of the day. I'm the easiest to talk to. I walk around. I do my normal stuff. I have my coffee. And then around two, the anger sets in. But this morning I woke up and checked my Facebook and someone posted something about like the swabs that are six inches long that go up your nose implant a chip in your brain they're not testing you for covid it doesn't exist they're just trying to control you and i was like this is not this is not what i want to read so then i, I just spent like... all morning deleting everybody <laughs> and now i'm just gonna delete my facebook i'm i'm in a manic episode well you look like blossom this morning <laughs> oh yes also my hair is a mess so i just grabbed the nearest hat and the shirt that i'm wearing isn't a shirt it's a pair of pants that goes all the way up to my neck um <laughs> oh the... wait a minute i might need to like Calm maybe down. we should reschedule this for an hour from now no I'm no I'm just i kidding. like it's you i like wild um can you sing the theme song to Blossom? Do you remember that? No, I never watched Blossom. I'm too bow, bow, young. Bow. It, I feel like it was like funky. Yes. Wasn't Blossom the original like Clarissa Explains It All? Because I knew Clarissa Explains It All. Yeah. Mayim Bialik. Did you ever watch that show Noah's Ark? Yes, I did. Okay, so they just had a 15-year reunion, which is so exciting. I know, and none of them aged a day. Why? Because they minded their own fucking business. They looked so good. So good. Everyone looked so good. I was like, um, Trey, who plays Alex's husband on the show, looked younger than he did when they did the show. It was incredible. Anyways, the this show, Noah's Ark, uh, it was sort of like it was in that moment when Sex and the City was popping. And so this was sort of like a gay black uh, alternative to Sex and the City. It was like four friends who all sort of have different personality types. There's like a screenwriter and an artist, a, a professor. It, it was like gay uh, girlfriends. F- yes, exactly. Because they're all black. And Which I um, and uh, they had two seasons, like 2005, 2006. And then they just did a 15-year anniversary that you can watch on YouTube. And it was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, go watch it. It was great. It was a great show when it was out. It was like um, queer as folk, but like fun and American. Fun and America. Well, speaking American. of fun and American... <laughs> do you want to talk about the bear world magazine house party that's going to be on july 25th and that you're hosting it 
Oh yeah. So well, this is this is global. I was actually making a joke about our guest today, who is our first international guest. Yeah. Um. But before we, we'll we'll keep you. We'll why don't keep you, you plug, guessing and waiting. Why don't you plug this bear world thing real quick? Well, you're also performing in it. Oh right, I love bears. <laughs> um. Uh. Bear World Magazine is having a digital stream on Twitch. They're calling it the Bear World Magazine House Party. It's happening uh, July 25th. Uh, and uh, I'm hosting it, and it's got a ton of great people. Lucy Stuhl from Chicago is doing it. DDM, who's a rapper from Baltimore. Meatball, DJ uh, Matteo Sagatti is uh, also doing a set, and we're raising money for an organization called For the Girls, which is spelled G-W-O-R-L-S, but I love this organization because they literally collect money, and then for black trans folks who need money for safe travel, medical supplies, uh, rent, any sort of health care. They just fill out a Google form and apply for it, and the money goes directly to individuals to help with day-to-day costs, which I think is just like, That's you know, when you send a fucking donation to the ACLU, yeah, it's important because the ACLU passes, like, major legislation that has, like, sweeping national implications. Yeah, but, but you like, can't, uh, like, track that money. It, exactly. like, goes to paying people that work there. It's like... It, your donation is helping an organization stay af- like be able afloat. to stay afloat. Yeah, exactly. Instead so anyways, like, anyway. I'll be posting about that. Uh, we'll talk about it again on the podcast, but that's happening on July 25th. It'll happen on Twitch, but you can find out more information at bearworldmag.com slash July. And uh, spoiler, you get to see Meatball Naked if you watch the show. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> But let's move on to our guest, please. Will you give her an introduction? We have an international entertainress in the house. Our first, so I'm very excited. I've been on tour with them once, and then we hung out at DragCon UK together. It's Victoria's Secret from Dublin, Ireland. Hello, ladies. Kunisa Tortu from Ireland, which means how are you in Gaelic? I mean, look at me teaching you all some Irish straight away. (laughs) That's incredible. Can I just talk about my personal ignorance? Uh, to do people speak Gaelic like casually, or is it more of like a like a traditional language like Latin or like Yiddish? I know some so people we, speak Yiddish, but yeah, like well, we're forced to learn it in school, so we have we have no choice. But it doesn't mean I mean you can be in a classroom all day and learn absolutely nothing, which yeah. is what most of us did. But I know how to say, can I go to the toilet? So, uh, which is on Will Kiatagum Dulgadi on Lahras Moshida Hully. I also, I used to work in a supermarket where I had to make the announcements in Irish. So I know how to say like, uh, chicken is half price today in Irish. Really random shit like that. Oh my God. Wow. When did you work in a supermarket? Oh, I've had many lives. But when I was like 15 and um, I was the queen of the customer service desk because you got to make all the announcements. So you'd be there, you go, bing bong, you know, like clean up on aisle three. Um, And yeah, so that was when I was like 15 or 16. That was like me when I was in junior high. I was like, I'm going to be on the TV announcements. Like, that's what (laughs) I'm going to do because every morning someone has to look at me on camera. What hair did you wear? I was I kept it close and cropped. My parents didn't know what to do with curly hair. <laughs> um so wait, what is the vibe? You before we started recording, you were talking a little bit, but like what is the vibe? Is the vibe in Ireland different from the general vibe 
in the UK or in Europe? Are all the sort of countries sort of doing their own thing? Like what's going on over there as far as COVID? I suppose firstly, like, well, we definitely were taking it far more seriously than the UK were straight away because Mm -hmm. we were closing down and the UK were still like, woo, come on, let's party girl. Like we're going to the club. Uh, Whereas I, I mean, I did every single gig up until the time we closed down because I was like, I don't know when the next paycheck is coming and I'm going to take every single euro from whoever will give me that money. And uh, we are shut down since the 11th of March and we look like we're going to be back open on the 20th of July. But, like, nobody even knows what that's going to look like. Are we going to be able to, like, be anywhere near anyone? Or is everyone going to be in separate corners? The UK has started to open up, though, before us. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's insane. Well, what? So you don't even know, like... Like, what are the numbers there? Because we kept saying that we were going to open up, and then the numbers got really bad, and then we immediately shut down again before some of the bars could even open their doors. Yeah. So it's, it's actually really not not too bad here. And when yeah. I say not too bad, I mean in comparison to say, you know, parts of the US. But like I left group chats, I stopped watching the news, like I, you know, spoke to my good sister about getting me some Xanax to get through that first month because mm-hmm. I couldn't breathe some of the days just from like my friends being like, Oh, did you see how many people this, this, that, and the other? And I'm like, No, like leave me alone. So and plus, like, in the space of 48 hours, I think 70 gigs disappeared off my calendar. And I was like, you know, I only do this. Nothing yeah. else. I have a I was going to ask. So you are, like, you constantly are working. This is your job. You put together the Holy Tea tours. Like, you're one of the producers for that. This has rocked you completely. What are yeah. you doing? But you've already, I mean, you already stepped up and you already came out with a podcast. You've been mm-hmm. doing these incredible digital shows that people need to get tickets for. Mm-hmm. But, like, what well, else is there to do? Yeah, well, I just want to say I wasn't one of those really fucking irritating people that started a podcast during lockdown. We yeah, were your podcast had already It was before. Existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Petty little been, things, because I yeah. loved it. Thank you. Well, we've been, we've been annoying people for months trying to make people listen to us talk <laughs> shit. But, um, yeah, we did that. And then I was like, honestly, I was looking at the US and all the girls were starting to do these Instagram shows. And I was like, okay, okay we don't have a tipping culture over here. Like, you know, right. you know from being over here, you guys, like, you're all like, oh, should I tip here? Should I tip there? And like, a lot of the times, it's not really a big tipping moment. Um, so <laughs> the girls were making their money off tips. And I was like, how the hell are we supposed to when people don't tip? So I'm a bit of a digital diva. By the way, credit to you. How does it feel to have invented the word diva and then every drag queen around the world <laughs> having stolen it? Stolen it. It from feels you. just as well, good as inventing sitting alone in VIP literally three years ago and it just now becoming popular. Right. So true. So true. But anyway, oh, right. so we- did you you helped make Candy's post viral? Yes. 2018, I think. Halloween of 2018. Me and Layla McQueen re- like read that monologue aloud. And then the next night, me and Kimchi and and Bob were all doing the sitting alone in VIP. And then it started getting popular again, like six months ago and everyone was like what the hell's going on i was like i don't know i'm just letting it happen yeah we we, i mean we've been doing digital shows every week we have done the weirdest shit like we've done blind dates so i don't know if you guys have blind date over there but it's like a dating show where you don't get to see the people Mm -hmm. um so like 16 random gays around ireland from the worst wi-fi areas known to man (laughs) in their sitting rooms like 
absolutely drunk off their asses uh, going on virtual dates with like a couple of hundred people watching and people would buy a ticket. We did Stars in the Rise, which is people doing and the impressions of different um, of different uh, like famous people. More so, not not amazing, but we're not going to go as bad as uh, some of the uh, Snatch Game people last week either. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and then we did a drag pageant for seven weeks and we gave a thousand euros away and people did wild shit for a thousand euros. I mean, fire extinguishers in their homes were going off. Like everyone's parents were getting involved. It oh was my all, God. yeah, it was a bit wild, but it was fun. Wait, but didn't it's, you also hold like a fake Eurovision or something? Yeah. Do you know what Eurovision is? <laughs> yeah, I know like, what Eurovision is. Okay. Yeah. But well, explain like, it because I'm sure a lot of people don't. Well, it's basically for gays in Europe, it's the World Cup or the Olympics, but for gays. So it's like the campus music that's entered from all around Europe. Like I think there's about 28 countries involved. They all submit a song and they do these crazy performances. And then someone is like, crown the winner so it's basically a drag pageant but you know organized by straight people and a lot of uh gay people in the states learned about it a few years ago when uh the her name was conchita worse conchita worse yeah yeah uh and does she identify as trans i don't think so no No, just as a drag queen Mm -hmm. okay got it yeah um, the bearded queen who sang it yes Dan International, though, she won, um, and she identifies as trans. She's from Israel. So there's been, like, an, like gays have been a huge part of it. And it got cancelled this year because of Because um, Davina DeCampo couldn't perform. Wait. Because <laughs> who? Wait, sorry, not her. Wait. Sorry. Davina Divine. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's are a you, lot of Davinas. Yeah, who are what you being shady to? I you wasn't being shady <laughs> to, to Petty Little Things, your partner in crime, because didn't yeah. she try to submit a song to Eurovision or something? Oh, or is that like she, a long-running joke that I don't get? No, she wailed into a track for three for three minutes <laughs> and uh, entered it in. Um, I actually love the song, but for mainly lots of different reasons. And uh, yeah, she didn't get picked to go through, but that was a couple of years back. A lot of drag queens have gone for it. Yeah, Courtney Act did one, right? What? Yeah, she came yeah. second to represent Australia, and that was a banger of a song. But the girl who won for Australia, they stuck her on a 12-foot stick from the ground and threw her around from left to right. So, like, she was clearly going to win. Do you know what I mean? Straight away. Well, uh, isn't that... Like I mean, style. that's kind of the vibe, right? Like, it is a songwriting contest, but also, at the end of the day, it comes down to, like, who's your creative director? Who's on your production team? Who's putting together the spectacle? Because once it gets time for television, it's like... It's the full package. It's not just the song. Yeah, yeah. It is the drag performance of your life, basically. There you go. I love that. Um, Wait, so I also have another question about... uh, I remember when when things first got into lockdown on your Instagram story, you were, like, really on the search for some vodka. And you were trying to sort of, like, hunt down... What is the liquor store situation in Ireland? Because I never understand, like the government owns it or there's something called an off license like i just you know in here you can go to the fucking 7-eleven and just like get liquor or just get it delivered yeah exactly or just get it delivered yeah well i mean we 
Firstly, we we use them a lot. We visit them frequently, if not daily. Um, and uh, yeah, do you know what? It was it was literally a case of no one was supposed to be really leaving their houses. And I live on my own, so like the only person I could potentially fight with was myself. And the to demons. fight with myself, I needed an extensive amount of vodka to really, really, you know, get annoyed with myself. Um, so I I think those first two three weeks, girl, I drank that off license dry. I was going every Every day to get ice to the point that I bought an ice machine for my apartment because I, I couldn't take that. the shame. I couldn't take the shame anymore of going to the off license and be like, hey, girl, it's me, just need another bag of ice. Um, but yeah, eventually things were like a little bit more free. But um, yeah, one of the days I, I was a bit drunk buying the vodka and maybe this is what you saw. I dropped a full bottle outside the <laughs> liquor store. So mm-hmm. yeah. You know, lockdown was rough on us. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, but literally, what does that mean when you say off license? Because we just oh, don't have that. Here. It's a liquor store, so they only sell alcohol, but that's it. But, what but why is, is it called off, off, license? off license? Like, what is the license and why is it off? <laughs> <laughs> I think it comes from, like, to uh, run a bar here, you need a bar license. So I think you have an off license to sell oh. just liquor outside of that. Yeah. Sorry, it's not more interesting. <laughs> Did you, Meatball, you got that hat from the off-license hat store? Yeah, baby. It should have been illegal. <laughs> Meatball, where did, did we go to, like, Norway or Sweden or somewhere? Did we? Did we? Yeah, we tour? went to Norway and Sweden, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that the country that, like, the off or the liquor store closes at, like, 4 p.m. in the day or something? Yes, that was one it. of the things. Also, one of the things I realized was that, like, a, like a lot of those small towns, there's not, like... Um, in America, there's just, like, little food stores that, like, just have... And all they had was, like, little, like, 7-Elevens with, like, full sandwiches, which is a new experience for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I guess this is a food store, but it's, like, looks like it's a gas station? All right, I'm in. <laughs> You're like, um, I'll eat that. I'll eat whatever. I mean, wait, okay, wait. Let's fit, Let's keep asking you questions about your quarantine issues before we get to the crazy you having to, like, control drag queens. No, like, let's you know talk about it, you controlling drag queens. I'm not into controlling. It. That sounds bad, but like, how do you wrangle someone like Monique Hart on a tour bus? She is a free spirit, or Morgan McMichaels, who was literally just going on vacations in the middle of that tour with us. Um. Okay. Okay. So, I uh, firstly. I'm very good at reading a room, if that makes sense. I pride myself on reading a room. And I've worked with a lot of crazy bitches. And I just don't mean drag queens. I mean, you know, just bar owners, different promoters, stuff like that. So I've gotten, I'm kind of like end up always being mom, if that makes sense. Like if someone's hungry, I can kind of sense it. And with the crazy bitches, do you know what? I work with a company called Holy Tea and... Paul won't mind me saying this. He can match whatever those crazy bitches are. So I tend to leave those people with uh, with Paul <laughs> and he will somehow get, you know, them on time. There's like people that I won't say who are always late for meet and greets, but somehow when Paul's involved, they're always on time. I don't know how he does oh, it. Wow. But he does do that. Whereas I'm much more like trying to keep everyone from breaking down and losing their shit. Um... Like, we started in London. Do you remember that first day in London where yes. it was, like, 40 I couldn't degrees. put my makeup on because it was so hot inside the Clapham Grand that my makeup would not stick to my face. Yeah, that was intense. And 40 degrees, and lots of people just landed, like, maybe two hours before, and we were mm-hmm. going straight in to do a show. And that kind of summed up that tour. <laughs> Sweaty, uh, <laughs> on top of each other, and, uh, yeah. 
Well, I think it's. I also think it's interesting because you like. So you are a promoter and a part. Like you, you, you produce these shows along with Paul and the team at Holy Tea. But also, you are a performer. You mm. you perform in all the shows. So not only do you have the responsibility of like logistics, but then you sit there and you get fully up in geesh and then go out there and turn the party. And you you're you know cinched and wigged and glued and taped and you know you have the whole thing. So you you see it from both sides but i remember like because when we did the race chaser tour with you i remember uh really feeling like i could come to you with like the mom type request like i forget where we were but i was like where is there food around here i was like where is the air conditioning (laughs) like where can we you know and you always had a great answer which was really helpful but um i can only imagine that was a small tour too because that was the two of them and us yeah, yeah and, and when right I was on tour end. with you, there was like what ten of us, eight of Woo! us. It was, it was a big one, us. and it was a lot of personalities. It was a strong personality after strong personality, and the fact that y'all were able to wrangle us and get us to every location, uh-huh. and everyone was ended up happy. Yeah, for that I one mean, girl strong, was great. I love how you're using the word "strong personalities." <laughs> what a lovely lady you are. <laughs> <Just kidding>. uh, <laughs> Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready-to-eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like... Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion. There's plenty of vegetable and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of ma- pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this so is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby.
But you know what? I went to college and my whole goal was to like set up. Listen to me. I went to college, you guys. No, I wanted to be an <laughs> event manager. So I was like, right, I'm going to go. I'm going to study for four years. Did the business behind uh, like running tours for the arts. And I ended up working in theatre for uh, 12 years as a marketing manager and then a promoter for them as well, organising different shows for them. So I kind of learned all that stuff like about how to look after people how to make that and at the same time I was doing drag for fun like I definitely did not especially with a name like Victoria's Secret I regret it every day I did not set to be doing drag in my living room in 2020 you know every week that was not the goal the goal was to have some fun with my friends whereas like now because I'm doing drag 16 years now the kids are watching it on TV and they're like I'm gonna be a star and like Mm -hmm. I was just getting drunk and having fun and being awful like on stage and I truly was awful with shoes that didn't fit my feet and like makeup that was running down my face because it was liquid and it was the best fun you just didn't care yeah right yeah it's interesting I mean people I think a lot of queens who've been doing it for a while have that same assessment where people now go oh I'm creative and I'm good at makeup and I see this as a viable career path to becoming a star, you know, whereas like, you know, that wasn't the case 10 years ago. But I also feel like the, this whole COVID thing has really thrown a wrench into people like that's plan because it, kind of also goes to show it's like all right so you were able to do makeup you could barely or you could perform in a bar or whatever but like now it's time that you have to like actually do something that's fun and entertaining on a camera can you do it and a lot of people are like faltering like they can't the creativity doesn't go beyond an image yeah 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 or there's kids that couldn't perform on a stage but are really talented but i'm yes yes and I'm like, I'm like, oh, where did you pop out of? Because you've been painting on lovely brows that look alike for the last five years, but all of a sudden you're an entertainer now too. I think that's been wild. Uh, we had 50 different drag queens enter our pageant and like half of them I'd never heard of before. I was like, where did they come from? Ireland has 4 million people. Like, how are we populating so many drag queens so quickly? Um, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I I feel that I've done the goddamn thing. Like digital, I need it to end. I need the bars to be back open. I need to be back in heels because we have wooden floors in my apartment and the noise of wooden heel or wooden floors in your heels just sounds gross on camera too. So are you just sock footed? Two yeah. stepping in your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> you summed up my dance moves. Oh my god, you've seen That's the two stepping. No. <laughs> You're dancing. Yes. You run all over that stage. I've seen you perform. You can well, clear a stage. Her hair is so big. She's got to do those big arm movements <laughs> to sort of gesticulate outside of it. Clear a stage and clear an audience, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard um, so many of your stories, by the way, from the tour. So I feel like it would be really good to fill in the blanks of the information that you um you didn't share. <laughs> on the pod selectively <laughs> left out well okay dipper has name checked someone in our thing because i've told a story a while ago on our live show where i didn't say name no, you said the name we just bleeped it in post exactly i didn't say the name and she will <laughs> never find out about it except for the fact that dipper sent it straight to the person who i was talking about and was like, oh yeah i texted her and i said we told your like, tea on the pod me balls telling the tea was this <laughs> related yes. yeah we're talking about getting stuck in a k-hole in the basement mark it well we're not saying it oh my god i do really enjoy and actually watching youtube get really close on tour was so cute as well but uh 
she, when when she parties, she really goes and parties. That's the fun she thing. She is she's harder than I do, and no one would believe me. And that's the tea on that. Wait, so, so what was your favorite you experience share? with no, me I'm on the talking. tour? Okay. <laughs> no, answer Meatball's question. What was your favorite experience with her on the tour? With you, girl. Yeah, yeah you, with Meatball. Okay. So uh, for sure, because I, I don't like eating just before getting in drag. So by the time you were doing your um, McDonald's number, I was always getting a bit peckish at that time of the night. So <laughs> I was just hoping some of those burgers landed on stage so I could have a little snack at the side of the stage. Um, favorite part of it, honestly, I just remember it being so sweaty. So uh, it was a, it was not, not the easiest tour. And w- there was a lot of us on top of each other. Um I think, do you know what it is? I know what it is. Detox. She's always such a great um, mm-hmm. vibe to be around. She's mm-hmm. been there. She's done it. She knows everything that could possibly go wrong. And if it goes wrong, she doesn't go, you know, mental. She knows how to fix it often. I really enjoy being around her for yes. like a long period of time. She, how about- at the end of it, and she's still the like one of the ones that texts me the most constantly, like calling me, asking me how I'm up, like what I'm up to and stuff. Like she was the mother of that tour. She like... Yeah would make sure that everything backstage was running okay. If people were freaking out, she would just, like, talk to them. And I was just like, wow, you don't have to involve yourself in anything, and yet you are, and it's helping. Yeah, yeah. she's unflappable. Like, absolutely yes. unflappable, which I love that. I-, I thought the mix was really good as well. Everyone was doing crazy different things. Banji was on the tour, although she had to leave, didn't she, before the last show? I don't Brooklyn know that she had on. to leave. That's something not what happened. I heard, that she, she had to leave. No, yeah, something happened, something happened to her, so she left. <laughs> Wait, okay, Meatball, did you post this on your Instagram story of a drag queen performing at brunch, moving a plastic... Uh... That was apparently one of the Wests. <laughs> So she looked okay. like Virginia West. It, it did. Like okay, so Nina's uh, let me explain what happened. So I guess now the bars are open in a place, and so in order to perform, the queens need to be in a zoo. So they have these plexiglass pieces up on um, rolling hanging racks, like zip-tied to it so that you can be behind it and move it around and roll it around, but the glass is in between you and the other person. But she had on plastic or like those silicone gloves, whatever they're called, latex gloves, but she glued nails onto them. I wanted to see if I could show the video, if it's still up. Here's it, my oh, thing. I, if bars open up again, I'm okay with it being like the red light district. The drag queens are on a stage behind a plexiglass zoo, and there's full air con back there and fans blowing at us. So there's, there's circulation back there. And if you want to tip, you can walk up and you could slide it through a little slot in the plexiglass, and I'll take it right through that money, that hole. <laughs> you, I mean, do you enjoy mingling with people in drag? Because once I'm no. like done on stage, I like to get straight out of it. Like I'm, I enjoy I'm mingling with sweaty. them before the show. Like if I'm if I'm fresh faced and I have a big wig on, I'll go walk around and talk to people and do all that. But after a show, the first thing I want to do is get out of makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Have you found that you're doing your makeup much faster now because you just have to do it at home and there's well, like. I'm not a makeup artist, like, at first. Like, I've had a very, very rough road with makeup to start with. So, like, you know, my eyebrows, I mean, I, I'm going to send you a picture after this, have really, you know, they need their own book because they've told <laughs> many stories. They've lived many lives. All of them have been very ugly. And now I'm just kind of okay with them. But, um, no, at first I was like, I'm going to learn how to style hair. I'm going to learn how to do different eye looks. I'm going to... And that lasted three days. And then uh, I moved 
done and realized I'm just going to do the same thing as I've always been doing. Um, so yeah, I think I can get ready in like 45 minutes, whereas I've never gotten ready in like less than an hour and 20 before that. But the nice thing is you don't have to tuck. You can um, put on a jumpsuit for a start because like you might, you're only doing one number. So yeah. like one pair of tights, gorgeous. I did a load of, a load of digital gigs. Ireland is the hub by the way for like Facebook and Google and Dropbox for the whole of Europe. So we got booked to do all these gigs from our sitting rooms for them as part of Pride Month. I wore the same smelly jumpsuit for every single gig because they were only seeing one show and uh, 45 minutes face and off I went like so I'm not mad at that and my feet look like feet again that's cute too what do they look like uh, when you have to what wear heels and eight layers of tights they just look like just a little claw just like really angry toes like and then a knuckle on each toe you know very sexy if anyone's listening at home and you know wants pictures of those please DM me how much are your feet pics I mean, right now, they're going very cheap. (laughs) I only want feet pics if they've got five layer of tights and the capizio on top. That's what I'm looking for. That good old scratched up feet pic. So what are you guys planning for the future? So now, like, when are you, you don't know when bars are going to open up again, but we're all going to assume that by 2021, we're able to be out. Yeah, totally. I mean, my initial plan kind of got scuppered because for the last month I have been working on trying to do drive-in drag shows at the movie drive-in place. And they emailed me this morning to say that they're actually stopping the drive-in cinema. It's not going ahead. So that's screwed. Oh, no. I have I have a, a few outdoor plans that I'm trying to like get together because I feel like it's summer. People will be into that. Uh, but really, like the goal is that hopefully we'll be back touring by November. And I know that sounds really positive, but I mean, but potentially. Don't you think, I feel like the, you know, Ireland and Europe, like I know that the UK is sort of like more similar to America in the like twisted, like mm-hmm. sort of right wing politics and like, um, what's his name? Boris. Yeah, Johnson. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. just looking at something about risk, you know, and it says like being in a nightclub is actually the highest end of risk because it's loud. Uh, you're drinking, so you don't have a mask on. You get drunk, so you don't keep social distance. You start yelling because it's loud. Like it just, it's the highest risk. Mm-hmm. But attending a show where like the audience can be masked is less risk. Um, sitting in a theater is less risk. And then if it's outside and socially distanced on top of that, that's even more or less risk. And once the cases are controlled, those sort of things, as long as they're enforced properly, like it does feel doable, but it's like reinventing the whole wheel. You know, you have to like start from scratch and figure it out. Yeah. And the overheads, like not to be the business Barbie, but like, no, but it's crazy. Be right? the business the Barbie. Do you know what I mean? The overheads are still the same. Like the girls need to get paid. The staff need to get paid. But then the capacity is going to be way less. So I like, you know, to survive during COVID and do this kind of thing, and especially in a niche, like gay entertainment type thing is has been difficult, I think, for lots of people. Um, I can't imagine how it's been to have spent a load of money on looks, go on to season 12 and then sit at home waiting for your life to start. Do you know that kind of way? So equally, right. the girls yeah. are also going through it. I don't envy that. I would literally be pulling out my hair going, I can't believe it. Like I was, this was about to take off and it didn't. There is an argument, I think, for some people, especially with the digital show, like if they have enough of a reach that 
the argument they don't you know some of these queens unlike you didn't go to school for event production and didn't want don't want to be the producer they just want to get booked and go do the show but for a digital show when you sit in your sitting room and do your show theoretically you get paid more you know like if it sells out and all the money comes directly to you and all you had to do was sit there and talk at the camera for 45 minutes like all of a sudden you get paid more so some you know i think i think it's again it's that some people are great at iphone editing and great Mm. at putting a digital show Mm -hmm. but can't do the live thing so i think some people are having like a better fit of it and other people need that interaction and it's like a depressing thing to be like oh i gotta log on and do another one of these shows yeah, yeah. But some girls can't even talk for three minutes, let alone 45 Whoop. minutes. So, <laughs> I mean, what, part of my favorite thing is seeing some people doing uh, some one-woman shows or advertising at them as one-woman shows for 40 minutes. And I'm thinking, okay, I've seen that girl in action. What is that going to be for 40 minutes? Because <laughs> I have no idea. Truly. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you saw some that were like going, woo, come see my one-woman digital show. And you're like, really? Yeah, I was like, ooh, so Stage It just gave you a chance. <laughs> yeah they spend the whole time going guys comment so i can talk to you about something <laughs> yeah like dead air <laughs> just going get into this mug for 45 minutes <laughs> on the stage and screen oh my god why do you I, I still just about this whole thing like i know we've been like what quarantined for like over 100 days now and i had these great plans that i was gonna like make a ton of new costumes and do all this stuff. And I've had more free time than ever. And I've just made to one walk around your house and be and angry. I, yeah. Like nothing gets done. And it's like, why? Because I asked for all this free time. Now I'm finally, I have it and I won't do anything with it because I'm just like so sad. I think you've done loads. Like the, the kids around Dublin have been sharing your like roller skate video, which is so bloody funny. Like well, a lot of work you. goes into that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not fun because I think as drag queens, we live for that moment where you're like finished performing and you're like applause. Well, you hope for applause anyway. Sometimes it's like mild applause. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I know that one. But but like for real, like then to make these things happen and then to get no real feedback beyond like a comment on social media and who who lives for that? No, like no. I live for that audience moment. Like it's not fun. Ugh. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Meatball always makes fun of me for taking so long to produce like my products, but like I shot a music video in February and we've just started the editing of it. And so it's going to come out, you know, at some point, hopefully in August. Uh, And it's so interesting to me because I'm like, I have a good year when I think I've produced three high quality music videos in a 12 month period. I'm like, Mm -hmm. we did the whole production. Then we did the edit. Like it's a, and now it's like to keep up with the digital shows. It's like, you need to produce three music videos a week. Yeah, no, thank you. No, right. that's why we. Uh, that's why we did all of ours live. I was like, I'm not sitting around editing. You can either perform live in front of the camera and enjoy. Things are gonna yeah. go wrong, and the beauty in the live stuff is they really went wrong. Like, you know, like really, really badly. Like there was one queen performing, and her friend kept phoning her every thirty seconds. So the music kept stopping, and the phone was ringing, and then she'd start doing her little five, six, seven, eight again, and then the music, the music would stop again, and her phone kept ringing, and people like the internet went wild i mean in a small That's compact irish actually way. the funniest if that was planned that would have been the funniest <laughs> thing that's like when drag queens do those numbers where they're driving a car and the gps comes on and starts talking it's like no matter how many times i've seen it it's still funny 
It's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh, totally. I might I steal that. that. Let's no. take a quick break and we'll be right Black! Ooh. Wait. Give me Are the we note. Are supposed to harmonize on this? No, give me a note and I'll try to match it. Oh. Uh, uh, close enough and we're back do you know wicked i mean yeah well because you forced it down my throat every day for the last year (laughs) oh my god oh god um yeah girl everyone knows wicked now yeah so wait what before i want to talk about the podcast a little bit before but i'm curious you know obviously along with the pandemic and covid um, in the States, we're seeing this like really sort of exciting energy around Black Lives Matter and um, really sort of challenging all the like racist systems in place here. Mm. Uh, but what is the vibe uh, in Ireland surrounding that? I think there was a mixture at the start of some people saying, "I well, you know, that's that doesn't apply necessarily to Ireland. And it took a lot of people using their voices who are Irish um, to share their stories of what they'd been through um, in Ireland in terms of racism. And that kind of opened up a lot of people's minds. So I think there was a lot of education just to get the conversation started here. Mm. Um, people were marching straight away. It was still in a strict um, lockdown place here. It's very safe to march here, by the way. The 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 Our police do not have guns. Um, right. They've got a baton. That's the most that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and, and they're, you know, they're people from small ta- towns as well, but in a very calm and chilled way as opposed to you know crazy if that makes sense so they didn't get in anyone's way but a lot of people were coming for us online for marching on the streets uh, including like there's one well-known person in Ireland who was online going you know I can't believe people are gathering in these crowds to protest this and at the same time I knew that he'd slid into my friend's DMs looking for a three-way do you know that kind of way and I'm not about yeah I'm not about this cancel culture um, lifestyle, so I ain't here to, to you know, hold someone accountable. But I'm like, there was a lot of double standards going on. And at the end of the day, it started something, but it, it's, um, it was definitely a challenge to get it going at first. Because I think Irish people are just so, like, chilled and they were like, mm, does it really apply here? And yes, it mm. definitely does. Yeah. What is interesting? like... I- yeah, go, on, go no, for it. But also, it's really important that we send a message because we were able to peacefully protest. And obviously, you know, in the US, it was it was dangerous in some places to, right. to do it. Mm-hmm. And just for everyone to see that we kind of had everyone's backs in another way going, okay, well, you know, this is happening in Ireland. And they're also making sure that it, the, the word is spread. Right. Because like the impulse behind so many of the protests was specifically the murder of George Floyd in connection to a long lineage of police brutality. But also that's not the only issue surrounding Black Lives Matter. Obviously, it's the main issue, police brutality and the killing of black people. But then the fallout is all of the racist systems. And just because your policing system is different doesn't mean those like racial biases or like implicit uh, sort of discrimination doesn't exist like that's a global issue that we all need to deal with so i mean that's interesting i've also seen so many articles about the idea that protesting 
because it's outside. Even if people, you know, are get swept up in the moment and like don't have their mask on or whatever, but like the 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 the, the tracing of COVID cases back to a protest is like very small compared to like people going out to fucking eat. Yeah, I sorry, these Fire Island gays that went out Girl! to Fire Island and did their fucking thing and were out there being dumb and then later like didn't even apologize, fucking double downed and started yeah. posting QAnon stuff and all this like <laughs> putting chips in our brains and the masks don't work and you need this this, yeah. this, this. I don't yeah. understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, I like I follow Logan Hardcore. I'm not sure if you know her from New York. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, she was really, you know, holding them all accountable and sharing everything. And I was like, good for you. Because, you know, like these idiots, like on a mm-hmm. packed beach with symptoms, like, what are you doing? Sit the fuck it's, home. It's also, also crazy I will say to that me. when I was at the protests here, also, everyone calls the protests riots. But I was like, when was the last time you saw a video of someone like breaking in and rioting and, and stealing from a store? They don't they're not happening anymore. That was at the beginning. Secondly, none of them are in masks. And when I was at the protest, I used more hand sanitizer in that one day than I've used the entire quarantine. And people yeah. are walking around passing it out. It's clean. Like, we're not breathing on each other. So we're yeah. actually taking precautions. So to say, like, oh, there's a huge group of people out there and they're all protesting. Why don't they, why aren't they getting in trouble? It's like, because we're being responsible. You went to Fire Island to suck a dick and Yo. do G and a bunch of drugs when you had a positive COVID test. Eat my ass. The thing that kills me about Fire Island is that that is literally a gay landmark that was decimated by HIV. Mm-hmm. That that was completely ravaged by AIDS. And you're telling me that 30 years later, y'all are out there acting like there's no connection to one epidemic to another, one virus to another. They don't like, believe just, that it's real. Ugh, it's they don't so think it's real. Our country is so full of dumb people. Listen, my to be honest, I'm gonna put my fucking parents on blast. They were acting. They did. They always believed in it, and they were doing everything right and staying home and doing all of it. But they didn't really care about it until ten of their friends came down with COVID. Ten. Ten of their friends. Two of their friends out of state got it, and one of them has died. So now they're like, "Oh shit, this is real." And I'm like, "Yes, but now Texas is that far behind us. It's just now happening in Texas." So Yo. I'm so I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, friend, what is what is Dublin like? What is the UK? What does over there think of America right now? Like, what is the general like? What is trash? It just like I thought. Because I'm my, <laughs> yeah, but I want to hear it from her. Yeah, you know, tell us we're garbage. Tell it to our face. <laughs> I think uh, what we are always a bit shook about is just that instead of keeping and like going backwards in terms of like making any positive changes, it just seems to get worse and worse and worse. And that people aren't opening up and going like, okay, this is enough now. When is enough? Um, and I think most people are thinking that he's going to get reelected mm-hmm. in November. Um, and I mean, then there's that whole other shit show of, of Kanye West announcing that he's going to run for president and that dumb dumb bitch retweeting it and saying that was the thing when she, when Kim retweeted it, I was like, Oh, I guess it's real. Like when Kanye put it on Twitter, I was like, nah, he puts a lot of things on Twitter. But when she retweeted it, I was like, Oh, are they really trying to but do But it's that? too late to register to get your name on the ballot in certain He's going to encourage everyone to do a write-in. But like, don't do gonna... that. Don't do that. 
that, please, if you're listening and you thought that it would be funny, don't do that. It splits yeah. the vote. We don't want Biden, but we definitely don't want fucking Kanye. So I think everyone's in awe, basically. They're not really sure what the hell is going on. And then my sister lives in New York. She came home to, to spend lockdown here because New York was just so crazy and, like, scary. And from what I hear, lots of people are just going to Miami on holidays now and, mm-hmm. like, vacation, you guys say. And then coming back and spreading it again. And it's just wild. It's just, it's also crazy because when I started staying home in March, there were a lot of people that were like, okay, stay in for two weeks and then let's like, let's figure out our little quarantine circle and then we'll have our like friend group and then we'll do this and we'll do that. And in my mind, I was like, I'm going to stay alone for until I cannot stand it. Because I know that this is going to be like a year long or like 18 months. You know, like I wouldn't be surprised if Europe sort of opens up in the fall with like more restrictions and you guys are able to do these like live shows with specific restrictions. But I can guarantee you we have fucked this up so incredibly in the States that we're going to continue to be locked out from all that travel. And like it's going to take us a long time to recover from this. And so in my mind, I was like, I'm going to stay myself in the house until I can't even deal with it anymore. And then I'm going to start thinking about safe ways to like tiny expand because I think people, people spent three weeks doing that. And then they were like, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go to a cabin. Let's get a vacation home. Let's, you know, let's travel to States that are not closed down so we can do whatever we want. Mm -hmm. That was psycho to me. So does that mean Dipper, no gentleman callers that you're going to become a priest that you're going to, you know, he hasn't had sex since the very beginning. He hasn't had sex. Let's. I mean, it's have it's you. On the, it's yeah. on the outline. Yeah, we had I the have, next thing on the outline. But first, before I want to talk about your at your podcast, I want to plug yeah, your petty podcast. little things. Let's talk about it. Petty little Divina things. Divine. It's a yeah. hilarious podcast because you two hated each other for a long oh, time. Hated, hated. Well, I think the most bizarre thing about drag is that you can be best friends with all your sisters. Uh, you're working alongside them, but then also you're competing sometimes for work. And that doesn't lead to the best, you know, healthiest relationships sometimes. Uh, where me and Davina went wrong was many different ways. Like, we changed. We'd been friends for, like, 16 years in drag. 16 years. I wanted to do different things. She wanted to do different things. And then we started saying the nastiest shit behind each other's backs. Didn't speak for two years. And that included working together pretty much every week in the same room. So like there was a dressing room and there'd be six girls sitting there and you were either having a conversation with me or you were having a conversation with her. They did not, you know, cross contaminate at all. They were just like, I love the drama. Yeah. Do you think you did that because you just wanted a little excitement? (laughs) <laughs> no, we did it because we wanted to have a podcast. So, uh, no, <laughs> uh, no I, like, honestly, I think, you know, when I started doing drag, first thing was, like, drag kind of broke me down a little bit. Like, I was not the most confident person, but I think drag actually made me even less confident outside of drag because all of a sudden I'd spent so much time looking in like a magnifying mirror at all the different parts of my face and, you know, seeing that one eyebrow was higher than the other and this uh, hook on my nose and like, you know, and people kept celebrating me in drag and then I'd get out of drag and people were like, not so the same, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, on top of that, you'd, especially, you know, 15 years ago, if you were going on dates, it was like coming out every single time you went on a date with someone. You were like, "I, I have to tell you something. I'm, I'm a drag queen. And like, 
people who you don't even know if you wanted a second date would maybe go, I, actually, this is done now. So you might get rejected wow. from, by someone who, you know, you don't even know if you wanted to see them again. Um, so that I think- happens to Dipper all the time when he says, I'm a white rapper. You know, <laughs> they go, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. So I think, uh, I think I was just, I changed a lot during all that. And, you know, I had to handle some shit and then she did as well. So the people that were like best friends 16 years ago, you know, suddenly found themselves 10 years later, very different people and kind of, kind of vibing with each other. And it just turned into two years of like bitter Bettys, like really bitter, bitter Bettys. And then we one night drank a lot of tequila and I cried into into her armpit for about half an hour. And I mean, I don't cry. So like I ugly cried. I couldn't breathe. She kept telling me to stop because people were looking and it looked like she just beat me up. Um, (laughs) And and we just, we never spoke about that. We never spoke about why we fell out until we were friends two years later, we started the podcast and we said, we're going to talk about this, but we're not going to talk about it before we start recording. So it was completely natural. And what she remembered, like she used to like call me, um, there's a promotions company that are like Live Nation over here. So she used to call me like Joan from Live Nation saying, she's not a performer, bitch. She's just a promoter. Like she can't do shit. And I was like, wow. you know, but it was stupid petty stuff. That means nothing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It means absolutely nothing. It's a hurtful. And I said lots of other shit, which I'm not going to share right now because I want you all to think that I'm really nice. Uh, <laughs> So out of that, we we shared, I mean, we teased for a good six or seven episodes, pretending that every episode was going to be the one where we finally disclosed it. And then six weeks later, we were like, okay, people are going to actually... Well, because I started messaging you being like, wait, when are you guys going to talk about it? I want to hear what happened. Yeah, yeah. That's a great we, episode. We did eventually, really and I felt like I needed to pay someone like 150 euros at the end of it for just, you know, like having me go through it. It was weird, but... We, we, for people that haven't or didn't speak for two years, now we're working together every single week. Like, who would have thought that? That's fucked up. Like, that's so weird. But I think that's really incredible. And, like, I think, you know, we we talked a little bit before about, you know, young drag queens seeing drag on TV and being like, I'm going to be a star. What I love about this concept is... Um, it's like high concept art. You're like, let's start a podcast and like deal with our bull, like our bullshit yeah, 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 and like yeah. actually go for it. And it's that kind of vulnerability that I think makes like a real performer and like a real artist. And I think that's really incredible. Right. Totally. And we're, we're I mean, go we're off different... Victoria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Davina, you will never see out of drag. And that was another part of the allure of doing it. People were like, who the hell is Davina? You will never see her. She arrives in drag. She goes home in drag and she's super private. So people have never gotten that insight to it. And we're also, we would say rotted, which means really annoyed. Uh, does that mean the same for you guys? Rotted? Like it means really rotted morally me- means like ugly. Okay. Yeah. Or bus busted. But like you can say people's personalities are rotted. Like they're yeah. just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything really annoys us basically. So that's what we talk about. You know, whether it's standing in the queue at uh, like airport security behind a family who are going so slow, you're so hungover, and you're like, move the hell up. Like, hurry up. <laughs> uh, anything from the simple stuff to the really big stuff. It's a great podcast, that. and I suggest that everyone go listen to it. It's called Petty Little Things. You can get it on Spotify. That's where I listen to it. So, uh, yeah, check that out. And now we're going to end things with a little bit of... Fuck Fuck time!
Okay, so we were saying that this was before. Bad. You have um, put some dicks and butts. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have. I just <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember because that particular tour, um, last year I went through a breakup and I didn't respond very well to it. And sometimes I try and find myself in other people's butts for a long Mm. uh, period of time. And when we were on tour for um, uh, Race Chaser, I was very much in the midst of that. Um, Yeah, that was, that was, I mean, it was because we had hotels. Every other tour we've been on bloody buses. Call you having two or three back to back gentlemen callers in Manchester at the hotel? Um, yeah, yeah, it was a busy day. We had a day yeah. off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all day, day, day. I was like, after yeah. a show, the energy. Yeah. No, I think we were going, I think we ended up going out to what do they call the like gay neighborhood in Manchester? Canal Street. Canal yeah. Street. yeah. And yeah. we were all meeting up in the lobby, and I think you said, go ahead. Um, I'm going to be a little bit more. And then when mm-hmm. we got there, possibly we ran into someone who had just come from your hotel. I remember there was a lot. It was a high traffic room for yeah. you that weekend. Yeah, it was, it was a busy it was a busy tour. And it was a <laughs> successful tour. And uh, yeah, I needed some rest after it. Um, but yeah, that was the first time because we're often on tour buses, which means you leave straight after and you don't get to meet strange, kind strangers of the night. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Dipper, you're throwing it to me, but I, I do recall like some lovely juicy stories at train stations from yourself. So, Oh, yeah. What? I, well, I talked about it a little bit, but I attempted to. I think London was the only place that I didn't go out because we were in London for fucking 14 hours or something. Like, yeah. it was barely an overnight. But um, every city I went to the bathhouse. Yeah, I found I a bathhouse and I went to the bathhouse. What? I loved why you said you were going to the bathhouse, which is not the real reason why you were going. But you to said- shower. <laughs> Sauna. No, I was on an anthropological uh, uh, um, mission to just like learn about bathhouses foreskin. and every. Is that what I, I said? I just wanted to learn about you foreskin said- in every bathhouse. <laughs> uh, you said that you felt that maybe like bathhouses were in danger of not being around in like yes. you know say ten years. So you want to be out there and support them with the kindness of your uh, body parts. So yeah. yeah. But also, let's be real. I, I bet so a lot dumb. of these. Unfortunately, I bet a lot of these bathhouses might be in huge danger of closing down because yeah. right now they're just going to have to wait. Like they're literally just going to have to wait until they can open back up. And even when they can, the first moment they're allowed to open back up, I can't imagine a lot of people will be going to Patreon. Actually, that, fuck that it. Extent. I can't imagine a lot of people going. The gays are dumb. Like I can imagine them immediately swarming there, just being like, it's safe to be out. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I, I think so I, too. I, I mean, in, in, in Ireland, I'm kind of wondering what kind of license they have. I presume it's a gym license. Like, I presume once the gyms are allowed back open, maybe the bathhouse is allowed open. So yeah. then it's kind of, I suppose, down to their own social responsibility about how they handle that. Well, like, this is this is what I'm talking about. Glory I, holes. Yes. I am <laughs> like, I'm like fully, I need to get back into my dick sucking because... There was a period of time when that's all I did. And I'm like, okay, so I could come to your house. You could wear a mask. You could pull your dick out. I could suck your dick. We could not touch. We could not kiss. I won't get your droplets anywhere. And That sounds uh, like love to me, baby. Just <laughs> clean your dick. Me. Don't kiss me. Pull your dick out. And just clean your dick off after I leave before you take your mask off so but none of my saliva does his cummies have COVID in it? See, does cummies have COVID? I don't know. 
I heard maybe because you does. might be getting a direct injection of that good old CVD nineteen. <laughs> I mean, but that is the crazy thing because for me, it's like I literally, I think I sucked a dick March fifteenth, and that is it. You should message him and be like, I just want you to know that that was the best blowjob I've ever given. And no, it was one. shitty. I mean, actually, no, it was kind of, it was nice and sort of a, it was like, I was in Long Beach picking up some t-shirts that I had ordered for merch and I drove past um, and then I was on an app and the guy said, come over and I like went into his like guest house and uh sucked his day and it was dark and he sort of like met me in the driveway and like nodded for me to come back in the house uh and we didn't talk at all not a single word was up heaven heaven <laughs> oh lovely wait uh, like, so how did you vet your quarantine sex person um okay well two things i mean the first part that i should like i feel like i'm i feel like it's just between us girls, so I'm just going to share. Yeah, just between you, us, Kara boo-boos. My last lockdown, love, was this um, lovely couple that I had been talking to for a long time who had finally decided that they were o- open. And I was like, oh, dear Jesus, like, I have been praying for this moment. And <laughs> I was in, not Dublin, I was in another city when it happened. And, um, and I was there for two bookings. And the first night that went down lovely but then the next booking was two days later and the news had changed significantly and they were like no stay another night stay stay and I was like I can't I actually can't do this again I have to go so I went and the but you know the moment was still fresh in my mind from the night before regardless um and then the other half of it is that um I met someone before Christmas okay. I thought I was going to be away from January until the end of May, and then life happened. So mm. I really liked him, but I really didn't think I was going to be around. So we just kind of started talking again um, at the start of April, I'm going to say. Okay. And um, yeah, and then as soon as they lifted the distance off, we both had been really, really safe. I knew that because we were talking every day. And yeah, he's he's still around. So, um, <gasps> oh, yeah. come on, I'm uh, sure you might have pres- a man. Lockdown well, lovers, sure it, maybe not after the after the couple story, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding I myself accountable. So yeah, actually, yeah. Do you know what? Lockdown has been really great for so many things like that. Like, I, like constantly, and maybe you guys feel the same. You're just on the go. You never know never really think about things and I was like I really did like that person why the hell did I not pursue that that's bizarre but not just that because now I sound like I'm about to confess my undying love and that's really embarrassing um but uh (laughs) we'll send him the link we'll send him the link it's fine maybe he just doesn't listen I mean I'm blessing myself it's an Irish way (laughs) um yeah it is it is there's definitely more time to think and reflect and sort of also I think really sit in your actions and your behavior i think when life is like on the go 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 you can sort of like do stuff and like joke around and be like that was a bad decision Mm, it's wednesday now like move on like uh, but like when you're just looking at yourself in the mirror and you're sitting in your own surroundings like you really like and and i think that's like a good lesson i put something on twitter um yesterday that was like you know in my mind 2020 was going to be the level up career wise and what i've realized it was actually like the level up for adulthood 
Like there are just so many more things where it's like, oh no, like this is the real world. It is full of problems. It is full of shit. And even though you want to keep go, go, going and like doing work and like, especially as creative people trying to make it, like we focus on ourselves a lot. Mm -hmm. We focus on our image, on what we put out into the world, on how to market ourselves, on how to leverage what we're doing to level up to like more money so that we can survive. And mm. and this has really been a lesson in like taking a step back and like seeing where we fit into the large scheme of things. Yeah, and I think we focus though on our characters though a lot. If that makes yes. sense. What yeah. I really loved about lockdown was I was thinking about me. Do you know the kind of like I don't cook ever. I was just doing some simple things that were really making me happy, and I was like, okay, maybe I don't need everything I was really striving for before. Maybe I just need this more like simple vibe. But now. Four months later after doing that, give me that crazy manic life back. I'm ready <laughs> yes, for that. Yes, please. I need to be, like, stressed. I need to be more stressed out about getting stuff done in order to get it done. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Meepo, how's it been being with your partner in lockdown? Because you guys only moved into, like, a place not so long ago, right? Like, a, new, a brand new home. And- yeah, it was, like, maybe... F- I don't know. I don't know. We were living in the house for at least four or five months before... This all happened. It's been great. I mean, we we don't really get on each other's nerves at all. We have enough space to like just like not talk to each other if we need to like separate or like do like he does his own thing. I do my own thing. We fuck around. We are still um, looking for places to have sex in public because we're bored. You know, <laughs> spice it up. But um, don't go out in public dressed like that. And try to have sex. Actually, that would be great because you just pop the shoulders off and you're just fully. <laughs> I could just mess the pant leg up. No, but I know on a previous episode we had talked about how Elysian Park is like for hookups, uh-huh. and so I, that's also where I ride my motorcycle because they have the um, the water, whatever the thing is. The anyway, it's like all curvy and windy and streets and stuff, and that's where people like at the top of the hill were hooking up. And now that that's in my brain, it's all I can think of. It's like what I think everyone in that park is doing. Like, no, there are a lot of families in that park. That's I what to I'm that saying. I, like, I haven't seen people being being creepy except for at the at the top of that one hill, the vista. You can't see it because they park their cars and then they go. You hike down into the woods and then you go into a bush. Like if you go on a hike, I'll down report in there, back in a week. Maybe I'll just go walk into a bush. Maybe me and Michael will go walk into a bush and see what if happens. You go on the path. We go walk into s- a bush, and I'm gonna back up into his bush. You know what I mean? Other <laughs> than that, I think we should end things. Um, Victoria, do they douche out s- in the woods, or do they douche at home before they get there? Girl, if you fucking in a bush, you ain't douching. Yeah, bring fair. a diapy. Ooh ah. <laughs> Ooh, ah. Uh, Victoria, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, you guys, I absolutely adore your podcast. All the girls in Dublin here listen to it as well. So uh, I'm, I'm just glad to speak to people that are not my next door neighbors or like, the <laughs> other girls. So yes, yeah, I you. love that. Well, listen, we we appreciate uh, you and we appreciate everyone over there in Ireland listening. Uh, and I know we talked about it a little bit, but you know, maybe in. 2022 we can have a little sloppy seconds tour over there and do I something think so. absolutely absolutely i'm like <laughs> here's hoping i i'm definitely allowed into this so you can cut it out if you want but here's hoping we'll might see meatball for sure in 2021 fingers crossed of all going to plan. i literally have the thing open right now to sign it <laughs> okay gorgeous yeah. okay so, so, I'm, going so to. Yeah, so I'm gonna be also- there 
Yeah, you all should watch out for that because uh, it was a riot with you last year, girl. I know the whole team is excited to see you back. I love, and well, dra- being back for DragCon, I was just like, oh my God, I forgot how much I love like everybody. Daniel, is Luke still there or is it, did Luke move? He's back, yeah. Yeah, he's back. Yay! Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. I had such a good time. Um, Everybody go follow Holy Tea. They're up to some nonsense on their Instagram now. <laughs> right. Uh, and your social media is Victoria's Secret Dublin. Yeah, I'm really, really like I keep getting complaints from people who have bought things in Victoria's Secret. When I started, that they didn't exist in Ireland, and uh, now they do. So I get like you know uh, customer service complaints. So I'm open to suggestions if anyone wants to help me edit my bloody drag name to uh, so I can stop getting complaints about. Underwear. Would you ever go by Vicky? Yeah, I, I think so. I, you know, I thought about changing it to Vicky on Shaw, which is Irish for here. It means like Vicky here, basically. But How do you spell it? You see, that's the problem. That's what I thought. I was like, people outside of Ireland are going to be like, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, a- yeah, yeah. A-N-S-E-O. You could just sh- shorten both of them. Vicky Seeks. Vicky yeah. Seeks. What is she seeking, though? What is she seeking? What is can... she... If she seeks I... Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank my friends in the LGBT community. Yeah. <laughs> At the LGBT. At the LGBT. Listen, I'm thinking about changing my name so too because articulate. I just realized that the SEO on that is not good for a meatball. You just realized that? Yes. My, yes, I did. I just said that, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> Girl, we've been talking about that. You just Google meatball and what comes up? A picture of a meatball. A meatball. A recipe on But if you type in meatball drag queen you get pictures of me from four years ago well girl same (laughs) as me same as me if you google big dipper the constellation comes up but if you google big dipper rapper pictures of you come up hold on let me see what happens if i google victoria's secret drag queen oh no i bet it's just a bunch of queens in victoria's secret no oh no it's literally you by your first ass your 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 legal name is out here oh okay it's 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 your full oh Celebrity, celebrity features. Okay, people don't need to listen okay, to us. All right, all right, Let's wrap okay. up this fucking show. Uh, thanks so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at SloppyPod and send us an email at SloppySecondsPod at gmail.com. Next week, we are going to do some voicemails. Yes, there are so some, please. There are some cute ones in there. Please keep calling in and leaving us emails. Um, can't wait to be back at the George, you know. Oh my god, bring it on. Falling down bring the stairs. It. Did you fall down the stairs? Uh when I was there with Dragula, yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, you girls got crazy that night. I do remember that night. They have mm-hmm. a beer that tastes like tequila. Okay, we have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's it. Hi. Thanks, Bye. Victoria. Thank you. Doodle doot doot forever. Dog. <laughs> Sloppy Seconds is a forever dog podcast. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our cover art was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.